Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. Uh, we are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links to that in our show notes and also at our website. And yes, yes, we are clearly one month into the new year, but you know what? It is not too late to start. It really is not too late to start. And I'm just excited for the number of people that have jumped in um, with us and said, we want to be in community and we want to read the Word. And and not only are they just reading, but they're digging in and they're bringing their insights and they're sharing that on Facebook and Instagram. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's so it much fun. So much fun. And, you know, I love all these new friends that we're making, but also <laughs> think of some friends in your life that Ooh, you would yeah. like to do this with. So I got a message from one of my friends, Kate. And she let me know that her and our mutual friend, Kelly, that they were listening to our podcast, Michelle, they do the reading, then listen to our podcast, then that on Voxer, the Voxer app, they would talk about their insights too with each other. And I love that. I love how those two friends, just like you and I are chatting through these things as friends, they're two friends that are doing the same thing. So think about maybe someone that you can invite on this journey. That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, today we are jumping in further into Moses' story and the Israelites' plight. We were, we're reading Exodus 4, verses 18 through 31, Exodus 5 and 6, and also Exodus 7, 1 through 3. Oh, actually, 1 through 13. <laughs> so we remember from yesterday that God has told Moses that he needs to go back and get the Israelites out of Egypt. This is a big, heavy order, uh, but God tells Moses to go to Pharaoh, but he also tells Moses, but I will harden his, meaning Pharaoh's heart, so he will refuse to let the people go. <laughs> so Moses still obeyed, even though he knew that at first he was not going to be successful. That's but hard. It wasn't That's easy. hard. I know, when you... like, go do this and you're not going to succeed. <laughs> That's yeah, it's just like, okay, okay, God. Um, and it's not easy. So throughout the whole book of Job, we see Job questioning God and Moses is doing the same here. In Exodus five, Pharaoh is upset with Moses' demands and he tells the slave drivers not to give the Israelites any straw for their bricks, but still require the same quota. And then now the Israelites are mad at Moses. <laughs> so first Pharaoh isn't listening. And now the Israelites are upset. So, of well, course, come on, let's think about this. I this know. man comes in and says, hey, I'm going to free you. I'm going to free you. And they get all excited and they're like, yes. And then it doesn't happen. And they're like, what, what did you just do? Like, did you botch up this job from God? I mean, that's kind of how I'd probably feel. Yeah. Like this isn't, this is just worse. This making things worse. We we're already slaves and now we can't even get the straw to make our bricks, mm -hmm. but we still have to do the same amount of work. I mean, they were frustrated and Moses started protesting. He feels dis discouraged, which I think we would definitely feel discouraged if we're called to something and we're failing big time. And God mm -hmm. told them he would fail. So that's, that even makes it harder. But in his discouragement, Moses protested in, um, 
chapter five, verses 22 through 23. It says, why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Since mm-hmm. I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to rescue them. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like shaking his finger at God. <laughs> you have done nothing to rescue them. That's a little bold. That's, That's like, okay, bold. God. But then yeah. how many times do we do that? <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> and as God did with Job, which we just read, uh, he reminds Moses who he is. Mm. In Exodus 6, these are I just listed a list of these things. Um, he says, now you will see what I will do. I am Yahweh. I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am reaffirming my covenant with you. I promise to give them Canaan. I have heard the groans of the people. I am well aware of my covenant. I say to the people, I will free you. I will rescue you. I will redeem you with my powerful arm. I will claim you as my people. I will be your God. Then they will know I am the Lord. I will bring you to the land. I will give it to you. (laughs) So Moses is like, you're not doing anything. (laughs) And God's like, I will. Like, Mm -hmm. chill out. I'm right through with my kids. Like, you said you were going to make dinner. I'm like, I will. I promise you will eat tonight. I have to do this thing really quick, but I promise I'm going to make dinner and you will eat. So it just reminds me of that. Um, so I think God made it pretty clear that he was the one that was going to be working here. Mm-hmm. However, Moses still questioned and focused on his own insecurities. And Moses still had to face Pharaoh who had a hard heart. So this is really where faith came in that Moses went back to Pharaoh because even when God promised all these things, Moses had to face Pharaoh over and over again. And he also had to face all the people who were also mm-hmm. mad at him. So true. You know, I got stuck. I got stuck back in chapter four and verse 24. So Moses was on his way to Egypt with his family. He wasn't quite there yet. And, um, and there was this place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night and the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, like, God, you, you put him, you put him as this person who was supposed to do this great thing for you. He, he was your spokesperson and you're going to kill him. And, um, and so I was like, I'm not going to brush over this. I need to figure this one out. And so I did some, some digging and, and this is what I found. Several sources say that Moses had failed to circumcise his son on the eighth day. And, you know, it, it's just that. God is not a God to be trifled with. He he wants his people to be holy and righteous. And he wants us to not just to dot all our all our I's and cross all our T's, but yes, to to even you know do that. He asks, he asks us to be a holy people, a set apart people. And that's what he was doing in Moses' life. He was like, hey, you need to be doing, you know, you need to to have done this. This is what I asked you to do. But rabbit trail, while I was doing that digging, Trisha, did you know that on the eighth day of a baby of, of life, so on a baby's life, the eighth day of life, there is a spike in vitamin K that causes blood to coagulate. Did you know that? That's just amazing. I have heard that before. I think my mother-in-law told me like when I had Nathan, the second son or something, he's like, make sure you get circumcised on the eighth day. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, I, I, huh? Crazy. It is crazy. Because done any sooner than that, the child would bleed out. 
was like, oh, so there's a rhyme and a re- rhythm or a ri- mm-hmm. reason for the eighth day, um, you know, and even in even after this, <laughs> which just you would think that Moses would be like, oh, yeah, okay, because because. I I should listen to God. He is a holy God. He is the God who's calling me to this. But even even after all this, Moses goes back to God and says, "Why why have you put me in charge?" You know, kind of like what you were talking about earlier with uh, you telling your kids, "I will feed you." And and it's like a little 3-year-old, "Why? Why? Why?" And then the excuses just keep coming. And then you hear a but. But but Oh, Moses, we're learning a lot about ourselves as we read Moses. <laughs> so true. So true. Well, we need to take a breath right here. And I need another sip of coffee. And we're going to come back with um, uh, the word of the day right after we hear from our sponsor. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Okay. The word of the day is established. So Ooh. God didn't promise that Moses would have immediate success. Instead, God established who he was and what he would do. Um, This means uh, that word established means to arise, stand up and take a stand. So God was taking a stand and telling Moses what he would do. Yet God also knew that Moses was going to go down a very hard road. But Instead, just God, like I was saying before, I said, I'm going to do this. I remember Mm -hmm. this. I have a plan for this. God established. And I think so many times when I feel like God calling me to do something, I think, okay, it's going to succeed now. So it's going to all be perfect. So when I felt called to write, um, I was unskilled and I got rejection after rejection after rejection Mm -hmm. before I got anything published, like five years of just rejection. Um, I thought you called me to this. It's not working. Then I felt God call in 1999 to help start a pregnancy center, but I was 28 years old. I had no idea how to run a nonprofit organization. Um, I felt so unqualified and probably made a lot of mistakes, but it's amazing that that center's there. And it, years later, I don't even live within a thousand, 2000 miles of it. Years later, God is still using that, even though I felt so unequipped. And then when God called us to adopt, um, I thought I knew, like, I've been a mom for 23 years. This is going to be great. But then these kids had trauma and all the issues brought into our home, brought trauma into our home. And it was hard. All those things, the writing, the starting a pregnancy center, adopting kids was hard. But it helps me to see that God called Moses and he told him, by the way, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So, mm. This is how he said it. He said, Israel is my firstborn son. I command you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will not, or I will not, I will kill your firstborn son. It should be. The death of the firstborn of Egypt happened after a lot of plagues, which we see will come up, but it's mentioned here. It's mm-hmm. mentioned in these chapters. God knew there's going to be a lot of failures, a lot of hard things, but God also promised that he was going to be in control of everything. Um, and that's what Moses had to lean on, even though it was hard. It's not like he had 100% success. It's not like we're going to have 100% success. It's probably like 0.1% success when we first get started. Mm -hmm. You know, just as you're talking about establish, 
um, I'm thinking about, you know, a building that is built and there's a little cornerstone that says established, you know, 1820 or mm-hmm. uh, a ministry. I worked for Family Life for quite a number of years and there's a big rock outside of the ministry when it was in Little Rock, Arkansas that said, you know, it had a verse on it and it was established. And, um, and I'm getting married in a couple of weeks and we're working through, um, some, it's not going to be a guest book, but it's going to be a canvas that we have people sign so that we remember the people who were there to celebrate with us that day. And on that is going to have Joe and my name. And then we, um, are going to, um, say, established February 18th of 2023. And basically, you know, because we're saying this is what God has called us to. And we know it's not going to be easy, but it is what God is calling us to. And it will be good. And we're establishing our family rooted in God. And, um, you know, and, and I just, I, I love our our scripture and our passages today because it reminds me that that when we establish something, when a new ministry is established, when a new company is established, when a new family is established, God goes before us in mm. that. He knows that we are going to trip up. And I hate even saying that because I want to think that my new life is going to be so beautiful and it is going to be so beautiful. But God also knows that I'm a sinner and that Joe's a sinner and we're born into a world of sin and we all have sin nature. And and so there's going to be times when we trip up, but he promises to be with us. And, you know, Moses kept tripping up. He killed a man when he was younger. He didn't circumcise his son. He doubted God at every single corner of this journey time and time again. And, And yet God tells him in chapter six, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I am God Almighty. I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them, and I reaffirm my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promise to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of the covenant with them. I am the Lord, your God. I will free your people. Just kind of like how you went down those I wills earlier. It's like God is saying, I am the Lord. I've got this. And, and you know, there are so many times that I trip up and I sin against God. I sin against those closest to me. I sin against Joe. Words come out of my mouth that I don't mean. <laughs> I don't know why that happens. But <laughs> Words come out of my mouth that I don't mean, and yet God in His great mercy Mm -hmm. continues to hold me and continues to say, hey, I've established my work in you, and I'm going to complete this. I'm going to complete this and walk through it. I love that. I love that we can have all our weaknesses and all the ways we sin, and we can still look to Him and say, Mm -hmm. okay, you said you will do this. You said you're establishing this. You said you have good plans for this. And we can have that faith like Moses had to have going in, knowing Mm -hmm. it was going to be hard, but knowing it was something that God had established and that God was going to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Trisha, would you pray for 
our friends out there today who are working on just working through what God has established in their life. Mm. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so glad that we can come to you and that we can, in all our insecurities and all our weaknesses, we can look to what you have established. The fact that we are your children, that you gave us Christ, that you gave us um, your love, that you made a way for us to come to you and to be cleansed of our sins. I mean, this is all amazing. And it's all things that you established. We just have to accept it, Lord. And I pray for those today who may feel like they just can focus on only all the hard stuff and only all the bad stuff. And that's been in front of their vision is all the hardship, all the darkness, all the questions, all the concerns, all the worries. Um, but I pray that you will just push away those things. Your, your, the wind of your Holy Spirit will mm-hmm. blow away that dark cloud that has mm-hmm. been veiling their eyes and that they will be able to look up and see the I wills that you promised, that you will be with them, that you will guide them, that you mm-hmm. will um, give them peace, that you will give them wisdom, that you have a good plan. I pray that those dark clouds will not come back, but instead they will continually um, seek you and seek to trust you even in the hard stuff. I thank you that just as you were there for Moses um, and very real and active in his life, that you are very real and active in our lives today. And may we just have our eyes open to see evidence of that. And we thank you and praise you in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links for that Bible in our show notes, and you can also find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading that we are following. Well, we're continuing on in Exodus tomorrow. We have Exodus 7, verses 14 through 25. And then we'll move on to Exodus 8 and 9. And I just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio. You know, you wouldn't be listening to the Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and you can find some great podcasts, other great podcasts besides ours, and go. you'll just be encouraged. You'll be encouraged in your walk with God. They've got shows about prayer, about Bible study, parenting, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening today. We are looking forward to continuing our walk through Exodus with you tomorrow. So be listening tomorrow. Tune in. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.